Welcome to episode 133 of Morning Kickoff, a weekly Vikings football podcast where we cover all news football. I'm your host, Matt Witt, and today we are live on youtube.com slash Matt Witt, as well as um, actually just YouTube now. We uh, stopped with our Twitch stream, which is why um, I was about to say Twitch there, but we only stream on YouTube now, and you can check us out every Monday and Thursday morning around 9 o'clock central, or listen to all the pre-recorded podcasts wherever you get your podcast. Today is Thursday, November 18th. And we're going to be looking at the Minnesota Vikings upcoming games and also taking a look at the Minnesota Vikings potential Pro Bowlers for this season. We'll be making our predictions for who I believe should make the Pro Bowl and who I believe will make the Pro Bowl because there is a difference there between the two. So we're going to take a look at all of this on today's episode of Morning Kickoff. I hope you all do enjoy. Do you enjoy listening to this podcast? If you don't, that's totally fine. But if you do and would like to help out, there will be a link in the description that will bring you to my merch store. At this store, we sell t-shirts, sweatshirts, and mugs, and all of the profit earned will go towards the production of this podcast. Thank you all, and enjoy the show. The Minnesota Vikings, or NFL Pro Bowl selections, are now live. And uh, I'll put a link in the description if you haven't uh, voted for the Pro Bowl, or if you even want to vote for the Pro Bowl. Okay, before I get into this episode... I don't think the Pro Bowl should still be a thing, but also it's important. And that's why we're going to be doing this episode. I'll be making my predictions for um, Minnesota Vikings, who I believe will be making the Pro Bowl this 2022 upcoming Pro Bowl as um, uh, the voting is now live for anyone who wants to vote for it. And it'll be open until December 16th. So you have uh, some time if you have if you watch this later than it was recorded. But again, you have a long time to vote for the Pro Bowl till December 16th. Uh, voting is open and you can vote for uh, all your Minnesota Vikings, no matter who it is, whether that's Bashad Breeland or Kirk Cousins, you'll be able to vote for them in the upcoming Pro Bowl. So as all, I don't think it should still be a thing. But with that being said, it is important to the players. I mean, when a player makes a pro, when a player makes a Pro Bowl, this can help them to be making a suit to be making to the hall of fame is what i'm trying to say here because bobby wagner for example i believe he's made six straight pro bowls and will likely make another one because of his name recognition um this will help him when he makes the hall of fame they'll be talking about well he made eight straight pro bowls or something like that whatever it is it might be more than six now i believe it's more like eight straight pro bowls bobby wagner has made um the only player from the legion of boom who still plays with the uh, the seattle seahawks um as a whole though Again, it it shouldn't still be a thing. I think the Pro Bowl is boring. I just turn it on in the background. Uh, I like the Pro Bowl games more than I like the actual, like the Pro Bowl uh, uh, passing and stuff like that, more than I actually like the game. But still, it's important to the players. And that's why I'm going to be making my predictions on this episode of Morning Kickoff. So a lot of potential Pro Bowlers here. I mean, I'm going to read off a list. So we have 11 potential Pro Bowlers on this Minnesota Vikings team that we'll be talking about. Kirk Cousins is looking to make his third Pro Bowl. Dalvin Cook's making a third, make his third straight Pro Bowl. Justin Jefferson, second straight Pro Bowls in his two seasons he's been here. Uh, CJ Ham's looking to make his second Pro, Pro Bowl. Christian Darisaw, rookie Pro Bowler. Uh, Brian O'Neill's looking to make his first Pro Bowl. Everson Griffin's looking for his fifth. I mean, Harrison Smith's looking for his sixth. Eric Kendrick's looking for his second. Xavier Woods looking for his first. And Greg Joseph looking for his first. So that's 11 potential Pro Bowlers on this Minnesota Vikings team, really at every position. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings have it locked down other than uh, corners. I don't think any corners, no corners on this Vikings team will be making a Pro Bowl. If someone does, it'll be because Patrick Peterson, because of his name recognition, even though he's by no means a top uh, four cornerback in the NFL. But taking a look at this, though, I'm going to be making my predictions for who I believe on this Minnesota Vikings team will be making a Pro Bowl. And we're going to start off with Harrison Smith. Now, Harrison Smith, longest tendered Vikings, longest uh, current tendered Vikings with the Minnesota Vikings, um, could be making a Pro Bowl. I mean, 
He's off to a solid start. Now, he did miss the last two games because of COVID, but is still putting up numbers. He has 38 total tackles, a sack, a forced fumble, and a three pass deflections. He's actually, if you're voting on for him at the Pro Bowl, he's actually voted as a strong safety as he was the last five seasons he's been here, even though he's technically a free safety with the Vikings. Vikings aren't really running a strong safety, free safety uh, backfield. It's really just two free safeties out there with him and Xavier Woods both being a free safety, but he's there as a strong safety. And if you take a look at potential pro bowlers at the strong soft safety position uh, in the NFC, like you have Buda Baker, great safety. I believe he should be the top voted safety or strong safety uh, in the NFC to make a pro bowl. And then you also have Jamal Adams. He would only make it because of name recognition. Same goes for uh, Harrison Smith really here, but Jordan Fuller's the other one. So if I were to pick, I wouldn't actually pick Harrison Smith to... If he wasn't in Vikings uniform, I wouldn't pick him to make a Pro Bowl in the NFC. I would pick it to be Buda Baker and Jordan Fuller here because I think they've respectably been the two best strong safeties this season as uh, Harrison Smith has missed two weeks and I wouldn't vote him in. Now, I did because he's obviously in Vikings uniform, but outside of that, it might, it's probably not going to be him. It might be Buda Baker, Jamal Adams, but I think it should be Jordan Fuller and uh, Buda Baker. Who what, who would I vote for in the NFC to make a, the Pro Bowl as a strong safety if Harrison Smith wasn't uh, with the Minnesota Vikings? But I already voted, and I voted just all the Minnesota Vikings team. Um, other than our corners, I voted for everyone else on this Vikings team uh, to make a Pro Bowl. But Harrison Smith, I believe he will because I think he'll likely, Jordan Fuller will be a Pro Bowl snub, and Harrison Smith will sneak his way in there. Next up, we have CJ Ham. Fullbacks are still making the Pro Bowl, which is very surprising to me because a majority of teams don't even have a fullback on the roster. But as long as fullbacks are going to be making the Pro Bowl, why not have the best fullback in the NFL make a Pro Bowl? CJ Ham has been elite this year and is by far the best fullback in the NFL. And I don't think there's a question right now. Now, is he going to be voted into the Pro Bowl? I believe he will. It'll depend on how many people still think Kyle Yushek deserves it because it's been a few years in a row. Kyle Yushek has been the uh, Pro Bowler of Pro Bowl fullback in the NFC. As a matter of fact, CJ Ham has made a Pro Bowl, and this would be his second um, Pro Bowl. This would be his first time voted into the Pro Bowl, as Kyle Yushek was voted into the Pro Bowl and then didn't go because uh, he was playing in the Super Bowl. Obviously, you're not going to play in the uh, Pro Bowl if you're playing in the Super Bowl. So uh, he was voted into that, and then CJ Ham got the nod to go up next. He is the best fullback in the NFL and has been of a key factor on why Dalvin Cook has had such a successful year has been because he's been in a backfield with CJ Ham being his lead blocker. Getting Dalvin Cook one on one with the safeties has been CJ Ham's job, and that's what he's done excellent throughout the season. This year, though, Vikings have really utilized him into the offense, getting 16 total touches on this team, 100 total yards, six yards per carry. Yes, that's CJ Ham has six yards per carry more than Dalvin Cook so far this season. I mean, just a phenomenal pro bowler and that's why or a phenomenal fullback and that's why i have his jersey because he's that secret factor that x factor on this vikings team that has really brought this offense to the next level which is why he should be not not only the nfc top ranked fullback or but the leagues i mean right now is pff's top ranked fullback and he should be the most voted for fullback in this upcoming uh pro bowl and Hopefully he can get it. For his sake, I really hope he does. Um, name recognition is a huge thing, which is why my money's on Kyle Yushek getting more votes. But again, CJ Ham should be making the Pro Bowl here. And that's why I have him on this list. Next up, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, you might say that Dalvin Cook's not having a great season. Yeah, he missed two games. Those are two stat games for him too because he missed a game against the Seattle Seahawks, a game against the um, 
Detroit Lions. Two awful run-stopping defenses where he would have put up over 100 yards rushing in both those games. As a matter of fact, maybe even over 200 yards rushing in both of those games. Instead, Alexander Madison did that for him and filled in the role perfectly. But Dalvin Cook is on this list because of his name recognition here. And there's not a lot of competition in the NFC at the running back position. You take a look at his stats right now. Dalvin Cook is second in the league in rushing yards when it comes to NFC running backs. That's only behind Ezekiel Elliott. How many running backs make the Pro Bowl in the NFC? Three. Dalvin Cook is undoubtedly a top three running back in the NFC and in the league as a whole he is. Now he hasn't really shown it so far this season because of his injuries, but again, he should be making a Pro Bowl this season. He should be making his third straight Pro Bowl with the team. Not only that, but he has three rushing touchdowns on the season, which is sixth in the NFC amongst running backs, but is first in rushing yards per game in the NFC. That stat alone shows how elite he's been despite the fact that he's not having as great of a season as he did in 2020 or even 2019, he is still first in the league in rushing yards per game when it comes to NFC running backs. Is also tied at 4.7 yards per carry this season, tied fourth in the league amongst NFC running backs. So despite the fact that he's not having a great of a season as he did in 2020 and 2019, and it really has to do with the way the Vikings offense has run um, and the defenses that we have played and then the games that he has missed, although he's not having a great of a season as he did those last two years, still averaging 92.6 rushing yards per game, which is incredible. And Dalvin Cook should be making his third straight Pro Bowler, uh, third straight Pro Bowl this year. Um, I just don't see the three running backs being taken above him. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott might get the most... What other NFC running back would you draft or would you vote for over Dalvin Cook? I just don't believe there's any other running back out there who would be making a Pro Bowl over Dalvin Cook right now in the NFC. Next up, we have the player who deserves it the most, and that is Eric Kendricks. No player on the Minnesota Vikings team deserves a Pro Bowl more than Eric Kendricks. Eric Kendricks is the best middle linebacker in football, and I will say that time and time again, which is why I have him second on this list, because while... If I'm saying players who are most likely to make a Pro Bowl, Eric Hendricks might not be second on this list, but he deserves it more than any other player because of how elite he's been on this Vikings defense. He has carried the Vikings defense this year and last year. Now, yes, he did miss five games in the 2020 season. When he was healthy, he was the only core player on this Vikings defense who was holding his own. He has been time and time again the best middle linebacker in football, yet nobody's talking about him. And you put him up against these other inside linebackers in the NFC, he must make it. He's fourth in the league in total tackles uh, when it comes to NFC inside linebackers. He's tied first with two interceptions, tied first with four sacks, and second with, or, or sorry, tied first with four pass deflections, and second in the NFL when it comes to inside linebackers in the NFC and inside linebackers as a whole with four sacks. Eric Hendricks has been elite and has been the best player in this Vikings defense and has really held his own four sacks. I mean, he's on track to have his best season of his career. And that's a career where he's been time and time again, the best middle linebacker in football. I'll say that again. He has been. Now, there's only two inside linebackers that will be making the list here. And you really hate to see it because there should be more inside linebackers uh, in the NFC making the Pro Bowl. However, there's only two. And those two inside linebackers could be Bobby Wagner and the rookie, the rookie with Micah Parsons with the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Micah Parsons having a great season. But again, Eric Hendricks is doing better than Bobby Wagner is this season. Now, even if he's not, he's should be making a nod over uh, the rookie. And it really comes down to name recognition here because he is a rookie and a lot of people are high on the um, Cowboys inside linebacker right now. And again, Eric Hendricks is the best middle linebacker in football and should be the most voted for inside linebacker here. And when it comes down to it, Eric Hendricks, Pro Bowl 2022, he deserves it more than any other 
inside linebacker in the entire NFL. First, of course, you know it's going to come Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson isn't only a top receiver in the league, but is unstoppable and has ju- just hasn't had an opportunity to really prove himself yet this season until the Chargers game. He just hasn't been given the targets, but he still 100% will be voted into the Pro Bowl as there is going to be four wide receivers voted into the Pro Bowl in the NFC. Now, that's a competitive list right there. That's a very competitive list. You have the top two receivers right now who's surprisingly no one expected it, but the top two league leaders in receiving yards is Debo Samuel and Cooper Cup. Debo Samuel and Cooper Cup. No one expected that at all. And it's incredible that those are the top two. And then obviously on top of that, in the NFC, you have DeAndre Hopkins, you have uh, Devontae Adams. So a tough list right there. And if Justin Jefferson doesn't make a Pro Bowl, I'll, I'll, he deserves it, but I wouldn't be that surprised. Nobody on this list would I be that surprised if they didn't make a Pro Bowl. Actually, CJ Ham deserves it the most. I'd be surprised if he didn't make it. But as a whole, no one in this list, I'd be that surprised if they didn't make a Pro Bowl because of how many great receivers there are in the NFC. But going forward, Justin Jefferson will continue to average around 10 targets per game and should just continue to dominate and eat up defenses helping this Minnesota Vikings offense succeed as he did in the Chargers game. Vikings will likely run their offense around him going forward. And that's why so far this season, he's fifth in the league in uh, NFC receivers, fifth with 55 receptions, 775 receiving yards, and four receiving touchdowns. So as a whole, Justin Jefferson might not be having as great of a season as you as he should as he deserves i mean he deserves more targets than he's been given but again should be making a pro bowl as he is a top four receiver in the nfc and up there with the top receivers in the league as well tough list i mean no one expected cooper cup and debo samuel to be the two league leaders right now in receiving yards which that surprises me a lot and then after that Devonte adams deandre hopkins like these are excellent receivers and if justin jefferson doesn't make it i can't be say I would be that surprised even though he does deserve it a lot and Vikings should continue to run their offense around him as they did against the Chargers so that really wraps up the list those are five Vikings here now you'll notice there's a couple players who really deserve it and most notably Kirk Cousins I mean Kirk Cousins should be voted into this Pro Bowl as he deserves it he's been a top I give him even top five quarterbacks so far this season in the NFL now he had a couple bad games but outside of that has been consistently a great quarterback as a whole though he just doesn't have the recognition. He won't get it. I mean, in the NFC, you'll look at the quarterbacks right now uh, who will be voted in the NFC. Matthew Stafford's having a great year. Tom Brady also is having an excellent year. I mean, Kyler Murray. And you get four quarterbacks. Who would be the fourth quarterback? Should be Kirk Cousins, but it might be Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it really comes down to name recognition and the fan base here. I mean, Dak Prescott will likely make one because he's with the Cowboys. And uh, when you look at the core of it Kirk Cousins isn't a big name player in the NFL even though he statistically he's been one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL isn't as big of a name as some of these other quarterbacks out there so I don't expect him to make a Pro Bowl um, even though he does deserve it with how great he's been playing he's been he's outscored uh, Aaron Rodgers in every category so far this season so yes he deserves it he deserves it a lot but again It comes down to name recognition when it comes to Pro Bowl. And those are the five players I am predicting to make the Pro Bowl. The Minnesota Vikings are coming back to home. Yes, another home game. It's been a while since we've had a home game, but the Minnesota Vikings will host the Green Bay Packers on Sunday. This is a 12 o'clock game on Fox. Packers are only two and a half or two point favorites in this game. Packers are only two point favorites. You look at the record. They're eight and two right now. Vikings are four and five. Packers are two point favorites. And I mean, it is a home game with the Vikings, but I'm surprised that the betting line is that close when taking a look at the minnesota vikings wednesday injury report not a long list 
usually this list is a lot longer. So you love to see a lot of players are coming back. Harrison Smith is back off of the COVID reserve list. He is cleared. Uh, Patrick Peterson is coming back off of IR. Excellent. So happy about that. Patrick Peterson and Harrison Smith. We need these guys going up against the Aaron Rodgers and the passing offense that they have. Double teaming Devontae Adams. We'll get more into that later. Uh, Ryan Connolly is still on the COVID reserve list. I mean, as long as Anthony Barr plays, doesn't it's not going to have much of an impact. He's not going to play any snaps anyways. But Bashad Breeland was limited during Wednesday's practice with a groin injury. Anthony Barr was limited during Wednesday's practice with a knee injury. That's that's very hopeful to see Anthony Barr being able to hopefully come back in this matchup, him going up against A.J. Dillon, and maybe the Vikings decide to blitz him and rush Aaron Rodgers with him as well. Bashad Breeland and Anthony Barr are questionable to play in this upcoming matchup, but should be healthy by Sunday's game. On the other end, though, Packers. Packers injuries. Long list of players here. And I'm when I say long list of players, I'm talking about notable players on the Packers team. Starters, core starters on this Packers team. Notable injuries. So starting it off, we have Zadarius Smith and Jair Alexander. I mean, they've been on IR a majority of the season so far. We'll put those aside. I'm assuming you already knew that. Aaron Jones, though, will miss this upcoming game. He's doubtful to play right now, but he's not going to play. Aaron Jones did go down during, during uh, Seattle's game and is doubtful to play with a knee injury in this game. He's not going to play. David Bakhtiari, their starting left tackle, was, did not participate during Wednesday's practice with a knee injury. David Bakhtiari, another great left tackle, likely not going to play in this upcoming game. Alan Lazard did not participate during Wednesday's practice with a shoulder injury. He is questionable to play this Sunday. Aaron Rodgers did not participate during Wednesday's practice with a toe injury. That's a toe injury, so I'd expect Aaron Rodgers to come back. Devontae Adams was a limited participant with a shoulder injury. Rashawn Gary... Limited participant with an elbow injury. Rashawn Gary has stepped in for Zadarius Smith pretty well. Uh, Kingsley Keekley was limited during Wednesday's practice with a concussion. Kevin King also limited during Wednesday's practice with a groin shoulder injury. That is a long list. All starters right there. I mean, how many do we got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Not counting the IR players here. Eight out of their 22 starters right now. All questionable to play on Sunday. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is not, or Aaron Jones is not going to play. Devontae Bakhtiari is likely not going to play. Uh, Alan Lazard might not play. Aaron Rodgers will play. But as a whole, the rest of these players, I'm expecting them to play. But they are questionable. And that's a lot of Packers injuries. And this will really play into the game. Is That is eight of their 22 starters. All either did not participate or limited during Wednesday's practice with the team. I mean, that's incredible. And this will, will play into this Minnesota Vikings team as this is our arch rival. I mean, I, as a Vikings fan, I hate the Packers. I do. And it's been back and forth the last five seasons. Now, yes, when I was a huge Viking, well, when I, when I was a huge Viking, when I started being a huge Vikings fans, early 2010s, late 2000s, that was when the Packers owned us. And I believe it was like eight out of 10 games where they played us, they won. Out of the last five years, it's been back and forth. In fact, the Vikings have dominated the last five years. And when I say dominated, they've, uh, they've outperformed the Packers the last five years as in the last last five seasons, the Minnesota Vikings and Packers rivalry has been 5-4-1 and one in the Minnesota Vikings' favor. So this could tie it up if the uh, Packers win. Hopefully they don't. But again, it's been in the Vikings' favor the last five seasons, just slightly. Uh, but as a whole, again, arch rivals, it's time. We play the Green Bay Packers. And we have it's week 10, and we're just playing the Green Bay Packers. Now, last week, or last season... We would have already played the Packers twice by this point in the season, so pretty weird to see it. We don't play them until Week 10. We also will play them later in the season as well. But again, something about the Packers. I want to put this out of the side. The Packers' offense is not as great as we thought. It's just not. I mean, the Packers' offense, you continue to hear how great of an offense they are. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, again, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones. Now, Aaron Jones is not going to play, but A.J. Dillon is looking just as good as him. Um, 
you talk about this offensive trio that they have, Vikings are just a better offense here. And you want me to pull out numbers? I can, because the Vikings have outperformed them in every stat here. Vikings have more passing yards this season. Passing yards per game, I'm talking about. Passing yards per game. Uh, Vikings have more passing yards per game, rushing yards per game, total yards per game, points per game, first downs per game. I mean, you look at the thing as a whole. Minnesota Vikings offense has been better than the Packers. The only thing the Packers have the edge on is in third down conversion. And that's just because the Minnesota Vikings love to run stupid plays on third down every week. And it, that's shot ourselves in the foot. And the main reason why we're four and five right now is due to the offensive play calling on third down. But as a whole, that's why the Vikings are set back on that category. Chargers game did switch this, and hopefully that switch can stay on with this Minnesota Vikings team going up against the Packers defense, which, like I said about the Packers offense, I mean, Packers offense has not done as great as people are saying. The Packers defense has been elite, and they've been amazing all season long. I mean, I, I'm surprised. And I'm shocked. If you remember last year, the Minnesota Vikings played the Packers. Uh, it was week seven. We played the Packers in Lambeau Field. Dalvin Cook went off. He had a field day. He looked amazing against the Green Bay Packers defense. And Dalvin Cook had 32 touches against the Packers, 226 scrimmage yards, 226, 5.4 yards per carry and four touchdowns. So not only is that an excellent performance for Dalvin Cook, that is a career, a career game for Dalvin Cook. This year is a completely different story. I mean, the Packers have been great against the pass and surprisingly solid against the run as well. I mean, Kenny Clark is also obviously one of the best nose tackles in the NFL. Devondre Campbell. I mean, I love to see Devondre Campbell doing great. He's the best free agent signing for the Green Bay Packers. I mean, maybe in the NFL. Nah, he's not better than Matt Judon. I mean, the Patriots free agent signings with Hunter Henry, Matt Judon has been the best in the NFL, but Devondre Campbell has been the best free agent signing in the NFC North right now. And maybe the NFC as a whole, I love to see him doing good. I mean, obviously I'm a golf. I I'm a huge golfers fan. He went to, he played with Minnesota, but again, I don't like to see the Packers doing good. So it, I'm kind of torn on Devondre Campbell right there because I'll cheer for him. I'm not cheering for the Packers defense. So as a whole has been a, done a great job against the run and against the pass has done a great job as a inside linebacker with the Green Bay Packers and shockingly has done a great job on top of that. They have the rookie, um, What's his name? Let's just, the Eric Stokes, the rookie Eric Stokes, who they drafted in the first round, um, starting over uh, Jair Alexander as he's been on IR majority of the season. I believe Jair has Jair even played this season. I think he did play week one, if I have that right. But again, Eric Stokes has done a great job stepping in for him. Uh, Devondre Campbell, best free agent signing. Their safeties have done a pretty good job. Darnell Savage and um, and Adrian Amos as their safeties have done a great job. Their defense as a whole has just been solid. I mean, it's been up there with the best. I believe they're third in total yards per game when it comes to total yards allowed per game. Um, third as in least, so third best. And then points per game as well, they're third. So their defense has been so surprisingly great. Their offense, though, most overrated offense in football. You want to know who's an overrated quarterback? Aaron Rodgers. Okay, let's, let's pull out these stats real quick. Now, Aaron Rodgers, obviously coming off of an MVP season, had very high expectations. But right now, Kirk Cousins has outperformed Aaron Rodgers in every category possible. Passing yards, Aaron Rodgers, 2,186. Kirk Cousins, 2,434. Passing touchdowns, Aaron Rodgers, 17. Kirk Cousins, 18. Completion percentage, Aaron Rodgers, 62. Kirk Cousins, 80 or 68. Passer rating, Aaron Rodgers, 101.9. Kirk Cousins, 104. Interceptions, Aaron Rodgers, 4. Kirk Cousins, 2. So Kirk Cousins has outperformed Aaron Rodgers in every category possible. And you may say, well, 
part of that has to do with the fact that Aaron Rodgers missed one game. I mean, Aaron Rodgers did miss week nine, uh, so he doesn't have as many passing touchdowns as he would have or as many passing yards as he would have. So is Kirk Cousins. I mean, we had a bye week, week seven. So Kirk Cousins also technically missed one game. It's called a bye week. I mean, the Packers haven't had a bye week yet. So still, they've played the same amount of games here is what I'm saying. If the Minnesota Vikings, I believe there's four sectors on the Vikings winning this game, and it all comes down to number one. You already know what number one is going to be in this, and that has to be an aggressive offense. The same offense you brought against the Chargers, you have to bring against the Packers. You have to bring against the Steelers. You have to bring against the 49ers, the Rams, even the Lions. I don't care. You want to bring an aggressive offense all these upcoming games because even against the Lions, it came down to a 50-some yard field goal win. That's what you have to bring. The offense against the Chargers, against the Packers, against the Steelers, you have to bring this year, week in, week out. I mean, the Minnesota Vikings, I've said this all season long. We are far too predictable of an offense. We're far too conservative of an offense. Clint Kubiak, Mike Zimmer are playing not to lose. Not, They're not playing to win. They're playing not to lose by running the ball three times and punting it away. Every time they have a score in the third quarter, a one-score lead. Minnesota Vikings have to be an aggressive offense, giving Justin Jefferson at least, at least 10 targets in this game. He's going up against Eric Stokes, a rookie, or Kevin King. Doesn't matter what corner or what safety or whoever the Packers decide to put on Justin Jefferson. Jefferson is better than whoever is going to be going up against him. So give him at least 10 targets. Give Thielen at least five targets. And Five of those targets can all be in the red zone. I don't care. Just target Thielen. He is a reliable receiver. Give Osborne, Conklin. I'm saying you have to be an aggressive offense. The same offense you had against the Chargers, you have to bring against the Packers if you want to win. They're solid defense. And I've said this again. I've, they're a solid defense. But our offense is elite. We have far too many playmakers to not put up at least 30 points on their defense. We should be an aggressive offense in this game. Taking deep shots down the field. I don't care what down it is. First down, I don't care. Throw a 50-yard pass. I don't care. Be an aggressive offense. This is different than the Vikings team we saw in the 2020 season, 2019 season. We should be a pass-first team. We're passing on only 54% of our plays. Let's up that to over 60% of our plays. Let's pass on first, second, third down. I don't care what down it is. All downs are passing downs. Minnesota Vikings must be an aggressive offense if they want to make a playoff run this season. You can get to the sixth seed in the playoffs if the Vikings continue to run an aggressive offense. Number two. And I shouldn't even be mentioning this, but I have to. Double Team Tay. I mean, it just sounds nice. Double Team Tay. Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in the NFL. He is. He's the best route runner and pass catcher in the NFL. He doesn't drop passes and his routes are nasty. He can tear up our defense. Just how every receiver has done so far this season. It's nice to know Harrison Smith and Patrick Peterson are going to be back. You got to double team him with these guys. Harrison Smith, Patrick Peterson, longtime veterans in the NFL should be able to double team Devontae Adams if the Vikings want to stop him in. Again, when you double team Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers makes mistakes. Now he has Randall Cobb, though. He does he does uh, rely on Randall Cobb a lot more. I mean, if you remember last year, the Vikings would double team Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers is not throwing to Marquez Valdez-Scantling unless if he's wide open. It just doesn't happen. He'll throw to either... Devontae Adams or Robert Tunyon last year. Now he's relying on Randall Cobb a little bit more, and he'll still throw to Marquez if he's wide open. I mean, Alan Lazard is back as well, so Alan Lazard is off of IR. Um, still, 
Vikings got to double team Devonte Adams. You just have to with the defense that we have. You don't have a lockdown corner on your roster. Patrick Peterson is no longer a lockdown third corner. He's in his thirties. Devonte Adams is going to burn him on every route. I mean, you got to double team Devonte Adams if the Vikings want to be able to stop their passing offense. Number three, rush on the outside. Vikings a little bit different, a lot different than the Vikings team in 2020. If you remember when the I was previewing the 2020 Packers game, you got to run the ball through Dalvin Cook. And that's what the Vikings did. And he had a, a monstrous day. I mean, maybe his best season of his entire career. That's not against the Detroit Lions defense. I mean, that was his best non-Detroit Lions defense or Houston Texans defense game that he had was against the Green Bay Packers. Now you got to rush it on the outside as Clenny Clark is possibly the best nose. Well, no, one of the best nose tackles in the NFL. Nobody's better than Vita Vea. He's one of the best nose tackles in the NFL right now. And again, Devondre Campbell's having a great job uh, at the inside linebacker position. They're good at stopping the run when we when teams run it up the middle. Just run the ball on the outside. Target these outside linebackers. Target these outside defensive ends. Target these outside pass rushers with, with Dalvin Cook and with CJ Ham. You get Dalvin Cook one-on-one -on -one with the safety, that's when your offense gets rolling on the ground. You get Dalvin Cook one-on-one -on -one with uh, their safeties, boom. Darnell Savage, Adrian Amos, I don't care. Get them one-on-one -on -one using C.J. Ham and the run game. Minnesota Vikings, I'm not saying, when I say aggressive offense, I'm not saying you have to pass on every down. I'm saying you, you still have Dalvin Cook on your roster is what I'm saying here. You have Dalvin Cook on your roster, but you should be a pass-first team. Despite the fact that you're giving Dalvin Cook all this money, you should still be a pass-first team, and the run game is always available with the Minnesota Vikings. Next up, the Blitz game. The Blitz game with the Minnesota Vikings. Our defensive line sucks at rushing the passer. Our defensive line has done a great job. I mean, I'm talking about without Daniel Hunter. Our defensive line is solid. Like, Everson Griffin can rush the passer. I mean, Sheldon Richardson can get to the passer on the interior side of the line. DJ Wanham does get there time and time again. Uh, Michael Pierce is once again out of this game, so we'll have Armand Watts. Armand Watts is too slow to be able to get to Aaron Rodgers. Um, but again, with these players, we struggle getting to the passer with the defensive line that we're starting with right now. Everson Griffin did a great job in the first half of the season. That was when we had Daniel Hunter, though. Okay, Daniel Hunter makes Everson Griffin work. Everson Griffin can't be the only pass rusher on our defense. He's not going to get there every time. So Vikings have to be able to use the blitz. Last week against the LA Chargers, the Minnesota Vikings had two sacks in those games. Those sacks came from Eric Kendricks and Cam Bynum. Eric Kendricks and Cam Bynum. Okay, I want to see this blitz game that we had last week and weeks prior against the Green Bay Packers. Make Aaron Rodgers uncomfortable. Your main job as a defense should be to rush the passer because we know our corners aren't going to have a good day. Whether that's Alan Lazard, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, or Devontae Adams. I mean, their, their receivers are going to look good against our secondary. It's just going to happen as we are the worst cornerback room in football. Well, now that we have Patrick Peterson back, I guess we're not the worst cornerback room in football, but we were the, the weeks prior. We are one of the worst cornerback rooms in football. You got to make Aaron Rodgers uncomfortable, move him outside the pocket, make him use his legs. This is what the Minnesota Vikings defense has to do, and it starts with the blitz game. Hopefully, Anthony Barr can be back so we can use him to get to the passer. But even if Anthony Barr is not back, Eric Hendricks can rush the passer. Harrison Smith can rush the passer. You have a lot more options other than Anthony Barr. Vikings can be a very hot team. If they win this game, imagine what the Vikings have in store the rest of the season. This can make the Vikings hit stride. And these upcoming schedule might not be as scary as we thought. I mean, Steelers, they're not looking very tough right now. Niners are, okay? We, we Niners are, they, they don't even know who their starting quarterback is. 
yet somehow they're able to beat the LA Rams. So it's incredible to see them play like that. But Again, Minnesota Vikings, our upcoming schedule might not be as tough as we think when we see how great our offense can play and how our defense can come up with plays. I mean, we've been able to turn the ball over. We've been able to get rack up sacks all season long. Yes, we might not be the best off defense in football, but our defensive coaching staff has been able to find a way to make us look great. So as a whole, the Minnesota Vikings defense should come up with a couple big plays and the Vikings offense should just have a day on this Packers defense. But again, we're going to do our bold prediction of the week. When I say the Vikings offense is going to have a day on this Packers defense, I'm looking at one player specifically here, and that is Justin Jefferson. For the bold prediction of the week, JJ will outperform Devontae. Remember that. JJ is going to outperform Devontae in this game. I just believe it's going to happen. I mean, Justin Jefferson, Kevin King, I don't care, Eric Stokes, whoever's going to be working on Justin Jefferson, I don't know who they're, who they're going to decide to put on Justin Jefferson or maybe even rotate both those players in. Jefferson's better and he's going to be coming up with big time plays if the Vikings offense brings the same offense we brought last week it really comes down to Clint Kubiak because I know if Clint Kubiak targets Justin Jefferson and I'm talking at least 10 times I want to see over 15 targets to Jefferson I'm talking at the bare minimum Kubiak has to target Jefferson at least 10 times in this game Vikings offense should look great Jefferson eats up field yardage for this Vikings offense all touchdowns Vikings had last week, Jefferson might not have gotten a touchdown last week, but he got an assist on all three of them because he set the Vikings up in the red zone to get each of those touchdowns. So if there was assists for touchdown, Jefferson would have three because uh, that's how many the Vikings had against the Chargers. But as a whole, though, I got to put my final prediction. I don't want to get my hopes up. Vikings are going to lose. Like I, I I, know the Vikings can win and, I wanna and I'm going to cheer for my Vikings team to win. But looking at it, though, this is a game that the Vikings could lose, and it's more likely than not that the Vikings lose this game. For this reason, I put the Vikings to lose by 1.26-27, a comfortable loss. I mean, the Packers right now, per NFL's power rankings, are the best team in the NFL. Surprisingly, they are, when you, when you look at it compared to the record and how they've been playing. I mean, they just shut out the Seattle Seahawks. They really shut out the Seattle Seahawks because they were playing home and it was snowing, and the and the Seahawks just are overrated. They suck. I mean, they don't have Russell Wilson right now. I mean, they were able to shut him out 17 zip because of that reason. But as a whole, I have the Vikings losing by one point in this game. A very tough loss if you lose by one point to Packers and you hate to see the Packers win. And I don't want to be right here, but I also don't want to get my hopes up. So there's a little bit difference there. I'm trying not to get my hopes up for the Vikings to win this game. I'm just going to set it that the Vikings will lose by one point. And if the Vikings win, if the Vikings win this game, I don't care if it's by one point and you needed a special teams touchdown to win this game. If the Vikings can come up with a win in this game, they're going to be a hot team. It just has to happen because if the Vikings beat the Packers, it will be because of the offensive play calling and the defense able to come up with some plays. That is a Super Bowl team right there. Now, again, I'm, the Vikings aren't going to compete for a Super Bowl as we started four and five in the season. Vikings are going to have to go away in the playoffs. Vikings aren't going to compete for a Super Bowl, but we will look like a Super Bowl team going forward if we can win this game. And if we beat the Packers both times, no. NFC North is not up for debate right now. It's just not up for competition. Packers will have to completely fall apart. They'll have to have Aaron Rodgers get injured or something crazy like that happen for the Vikings to come up with the NFC North title. But on top of that, Vikings coming up with a win in this game could, get the, could make the Vikings a red-hot team and the team to beat in the NFC and could be making 
two wins in the playoffs. I don't want to get your hopes up here, but Vikings can be that team because we saw what they were able to do against the Chargers. We bring that same team against the Packers and going forward. Vikings have that offense that revolves around the pass that passes on about 60% of the plays and still has Dalvin Cook as a in the backfield, I mean, Vikings offense should be top five in the NFL because of the playmakers that we have on offense and the offensive line do an exceptional job when you take away the penalties. As a whole, Minnesota Vikings 26, Green Bay Packers 27. Let me know what y'all think. That's going to wrap up episode 133 of Morning Kickoff. I hope you all did enjoy listening to this episode. If you did, be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast for more Minnesota Vikings football related content. Thank you all for tuning into this episode of Morning Kickoff. Have a great day. 